Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode two of the WP Builds Podcast. Um, it was about one week ago that David and I sat down and created the first podcast, and we have to say that we were delighted with the response. We had an awful lot of people writing some very nice things on Facebook, and uh, everybody was very complimentary. We were, uh, I think we were asked by a couple of people to try to limit it to about 30 minutes, so we're going to try to do that this week. <laughs> Apologies that we went on. Um, but yeah, obviously, me saying the word David implies that David's here. So hello, David. Hello. David Wormsley. We will keep it down. Yeah, we're going to try. Actually, already we're on 44 seconds, so we're not doing so well. Let's get stuck into it, shall we, David? Episode number two is going to be all about onboarding. But before we get to that, we're um, we're just going to talk about a couple of things that may have come up in the news this week. Um, The first one this week is, well, today, Friday, the 25th of November, 2017. Mm -hmm. It is Black Friday. David, what's your thoughts on Black Friday? Boo hiss, hate it. Boo, <laughs> boo hiss, hate it. I think I'm in your camp, to be honest. I think I think both of us are sort of like a bit tired of the promotional stuff. Honestly, my Facebook feed is nothing but Black Friday stuff, and I realise everybody's got to make their money. And uh, you know, brilliant. Well done to all of you who managed to turn a profit today. But it, it's not for you, David. You're not going to be buying no. anything. Well, you know, I used to love it. And I get, you see, this is, I'm a recovering addict from all of these shiny objects. So I, I, that's why I'm all boo hiss. Because I used to love them. I'd jump on it and wait for Friday to come to make my purchases. But I don't know about you. We can go on about this one. But I got kind of, st- I, I don't think it kind of works any longer because all that happens is it delays you buying stuff. And I don't know. I think it's dangerous for those companies to get into this business because if I've bought something and then I see they sell it to somebody else cheaper the next day, uh, I'm a bit upset by it. So I just don't like the whole thing. Yeah, that's right. It does it does irk you, doesn't it? I mean, it irks both of us if you buy something one day and it's cheaper the next day. Plus, it I think it potentially cheapens the brand a little bit. And I think there is that shiny object syndrome. You end up buying a load of stuff that you really never needed. I've been guilty of that in the past. I'm being very disciplined this year. My my target is to spend zero dollars. And so far, <laughs> at 11.38 in the morning, I've managed it. Whether I get to the end of the day and manage it, I don't yeah. know. But I'm going to try. So there we go. <laughs> Black Friday, boo, hiss. Good. Uh, another <laughs> bit of news is um, if you're based in Europe, and especially specifically the UK, um, WordCamp London... Uh, for 2017 mm. has announced its dates it's on the 25th of march next year um so i don't believe tickets have gone on sale or anything like that but there is a website up they are looking for volunteers and people to uh, help out at the event print things um help with the website be a volunteer be on hand i've never been to one but i think i'm going to make an effort to go to this one what about you yeah well, I won't be able to go to the London one, which is the one I'd like to go to. But I think, actually, I'm going to one in India. I'm going to the um, the one, actually, that the Beaver Builder team are supporting, the one that's uh, been organized by Puneet of uh, of the Power Pack team. Oh, is this the, yeah. is it Udaipur? 
Yeah. Nice. So my plan is to go to that one in January. Nice. That'll be my first. Oh, very nice. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, you have to tell us how that goes. Any other news? Uh, well, we did have an update on Beaver Builder. We're focusing on that. With the 1.9, they added a few more templates to that. Oh, that's and right. Yeah. A, yeah, and you were going to actually talk about another bit of news, wasn't you? Which was the change in the next WordPress on the WordPress 4.7. Oh, I think where... yeah. And to be honest with you, this has sort of eclipsed me a little bit in that I've I've managed to I've had a very peculiar week this week, and I've managed to do far less reading than I normally would. But I think it's fair to say that um, post types are changing in some way, shape, or form, aren't they? Within with the next release, I'm not 100% sure what it means or what it is. But I think you're going to be able to apply templates to mm -hmm. posts in the same way that you can currently apply templates to pages. Is that right? Have I got that right? Yeah, you've got it exactly right. Um, and there was another little bit of news because it was buried again in the Beaver Builder Facebook group. But Justin Buser, the lead developer, he says that preparing for that one, he's also going to add a full width Beaver Builder template so you can select that and make your post full width which would be fabulous that would be quite interesting wouldn't it? I suppose that you have to do that don't you really otherwise that well everybody will just be clamoring for it so yeah get in there first well done well done Justin I think that's it I think we've got no more news yeah that's get it. on to the main thing okay let's get on to the main topic right so just just for the sake of knowledge we're now on five minutes and 22 we're doing all right david we're doing okay <laughs> we've got just enough time to talk about this so this week's topic is onboarding now the, the idea of onboarding um for me is a very fixed and immutable thing which just shows how old and stuck in my ways i am uh, my business picture and word.co.uk i'm a it, basically i'm a freelance i have this mantle uh, this company name but when i um, have clients. I have this fairly rigid onboarding process in which I um, send them through some web forms, discover what it is they need, um, talk to them in meetings, issue a proposal. Um, the proposal gets accepted or declined. I build them a website um, and then I kind of move on. Um, in some cases, I manage to sell them what I call a care plan, but my process is very much about one client, then the next then the next, then the next. That's kind of how I've structured my business. But I would desperately love to move away from that and have much more sort of recurring revenue. Um, but my really only way of doing that is through these care plans. But it turns out that the WordPress community are far more ingenious than I am. <laughs> and they've come up with hundreds of interesting ways, of which we're going to mention a few, to kind of like turn WordPress into a bit of a product how you can sell things, often with a kind of repeated, um, like a recurring revenue nature to it. Um, and so we've written down some of the contributors' names. But David, is there anything that you do currently which you could describe as a, I don't know, as, as a different way of onboarding clients, some sort of productizing of WordPress? Well, uh, no, and actually this is for me um, because also actually, I, I guess with this, episode we're talking a little bit to people like my friend in the beaver builder facebook group dirty if i'm saying our name right or dirkia who uh she suffers with the same problem i have is that, that project scope and the project creep rather where it just goes on and on the we don't define what it is that a client wants in the beginning or that takes a long time and we're not getting paid for this time so 
I've been trying to solve this and we'll probably go into some of the, the ways I'm moving forward to later. But at the moment, I work with somebody else who suffers the same problem uh, as I've seen other people in this Beaver Builder group where they um, you know, don't have a system and they find that they're working more than they should be or not quoting enough for the time it really takes, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, this episode is all about the alternatives and routes for that. And and maybe I can slot in some of the things or the decisions that I've made. But no, I'm terrible. I haven't got a process like you. Yeah, you I, I have a the, the way that I avoid, although I have to say I am not a saint at this and I definitely suffer from making errors. Um, I have a fairly rigid process of um kind of like sifting out might be a, a better word or i don't know there's probably some industry jargon for sifting out people that i don't wish to work with i have a fairly long form that my customers have got to fill out and then i'm pretty thorough in the proposal that i give and the contract that they sign um and i make it quite clear that i'm going to deliver this and it's going to be done in this time and anything beyond that is either a rewrite of the contract or it's um or you know or it's not going to happen um if you want to change things significantly yep we can talk about it yep we can move forward with it but we're either going to begin a new contract or you're going to have to wait until this is finished and then we'll do that we can do that but it'll charge you know you'll pay some more because it's more time um i'm i'm not a saint i backslide on that sometimes and i manage to get persuaded into doing it but that's the way I've kind of come to cope with it is a fairly robust contract. Um, but yeah, not always perfect. But Dirk here, I'm yeah. so sorry if we've got this wrong. That seems to be the thing that, that she would like to have um, or would like to stick to because she, she fears just sort of wasting time, doesn't she? And so let, let, should, we, should we move on from there and talk about some other people's solutions to that exact problem? Yeah. Can I just backtrack, actually? Did you find when you I wonder whether a lot of this is to do with when you start out, because most of us start out where we quite surprised that we can even get paid for this. And, you know, it's a friend and and it's a friend of a friend and recommendations. Do you think it's that kind of relationship that makes it quite tricky? Because, you know, it's great when you've got a system and you can pull people through. But often, you know, you, you become quite close or, you know, people that you do work for and that I think that's where the issues get blurred. Do you, did you find that at all? Yeah, I I definitely began as probably most of us did in all honesty working for friends and that was easy because I just didn't care if they asked me to do something because they were a friend. I just didn't mind and I just got on and did it and nobody was unreasonable because they all realized that they were getting something for far less than they should have been paying for it if they went onto the open market. But then um but then when I started to get some clients um, from those friends and, and actually people that I'd never, you know, they'd seen my website or something and I had no connection to them whatsoever. I had one client in particular um, who was a nightmare and who was really able, well, they were just very, very good at moaning and pestering and <laughs> were almost a bit abusive. I mean, that's probably a bit strong for it. But I, I came out of that so... Um, so out of pocket, I was so behind on everything else, and I thought I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna make this mistake again. And so I, I got my contracts in order, and I got my proposals in order. Um, so that's how it happened for me. It was unfortunately, it was, it was a bad experience that made me do it. 
Um, I'd far rather that it had, I'd worked it out intelligently before it happened. But I ended up, I ended up doing lots and lots of late nights on a project that I really was never going to pull in on budget if she kept um, asking for this, that, and the other. So yeah, that's how I ended yeah. up being so firm about things. Yeah, I, I I see a lot of folks, and I've seen this again come up in our same group about you know the need for contracts. But my feeling on this, and I, I imagine it's the same with other people who are maybe in early stages of doing this, is that they don't feel comfortable with the contracts. But I think it's not a bad reason to feel uncomfortable with contracts because if you really have to point somebody to a contract, it's really gone horribly wrong, hasn't it? Well, I suppose Your communication. Yeah, my my contract, I, the one that I've got, I've tweaked and and altered it. Is the um, what's his name? Stuff and nonsense. Um, Andy uh, yeah. Clark. Andy Clark. It's his. I can't remember. It's got a, a a pithy short little name. It's his no nonsense contract, or it's something like that. And it's it's worded mm. in plain English. It says basically what they need to deliver, what you need to deliver. So, uh, and I've tightened it up with I put dates and things like that in it. But um, it, it's not offensive, and it's not really litigious, and it certainly is readable. Um, so I, I I just make it a part of, and I think people are certainly the people that I've given this contract to nobody's ever batted an eyelid and said no that's weird um we're not signing that why are you why are you giving us this everybody signed it willingly after a couple of minutes reading it so it's never caused me a problem who knows it maybe it maybe it did maybe some people don't like my process and have just sort of walked away from it but i don't think they have too much yeah, no, I know the Andy Clark contract. I think it's it's very loose that one. It's really yeah. just says you know. You yeah. Know, be, so although nice. yeah, that basically it is. It's kind of like be nice. So it gives me a bit of security. But like you say, it's not it's not thousands of points of legalese. Um, okay, so we're on right. Let's let's just be sure about this. We're on thirteen minutes, David. We're doing okay. Um, so should we talk about Chantal and what what she does? Yeah. Yeah, Chantal Edward Betsy from One Day Webs. Love her model. So her um, model is is what? What does she do? Well, it's One Day Webs. She's not the first to do it, and the concept's been around for a long time. But uh, effectively, she's just got rid of her problems with project creep or scope creep. I get that wording's wrong, but. Um, she just confines the time where they can do the website, and that's something that I don't think would have been easy to do before we had page builders and things like beaver builder um so now she gives them a brief if you like something they can download to take so they can prepare for a day and they in that day she's got her they've hired her for that day and they're going to build that website and i think it's a, a wonderful model so does she physically sit with them in the room for that entire day or is it skype or <laughs> Ah, well, no, I, I I mean, I interviewed her and uh, that, that was one of my questions about it. And largely she's just chatting to them, you know, for a little while in the beginning. And then she just gets on with it because as long as they've got their stuff together, you know, and they know it's one day, it's it's mostly there. You know, she can just keep popping in and saying, you know, is this OK? And uh, and I think that's how it works. So ah, largely, okay. you know, it's 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 uh, she's not. Uh, that's what I wondered, because concept i have for the future is doing a lot more skype chatting while doing this but no i think she's left to her own devices mostly with just that availability to be able to sort of chat to each other as the day goes on so they can check things out okay so it's just for no yeah. go on you you carry it sorry 
No, I just think it's just the 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 concept of it works, you know, because it they know it's going to be done in that one day. They've hired her for that day, and they're going to be focused on the project their end. So they're going to have the stuff available to her. She did say that she has to do a bit of work beforehand to to help people get their stuff together. That that is a really interesting way of doing it, though, isn't it? In that you've given yourself a very short space of time. In this case, twenty four hours. So presumably, her onboarding involves people getting in touch in one way or another her agreeing to take on the project booking one day out of her calendar and then insisting presumably before the that day arrives that she's got copy and all the assets the images or whatever video files they're going to send her way um mm. and then she just gets on with it live and they what do the customers watch her do it live during the course of the day and continually refresh the page as she does things and phone them back and say, no, 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 make that blue. No, 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 make that, you know, larger. Or is that how it works? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um, I guess it does. Um, I never went into that much detail with her. But, uh, yeah, they can see it live, can't they? So, you know, I guess she wants the feedback as, the, as they're going. But uh, it did sound to me, uh, or at least that's the impression I got, that she they, they, they get it ready and they largely leave it to it and pop in every so often and quite excited with it. And, I wonder uh, if... Um... Uh, and it works. I think... Go on. Sorry. I'm terrible. Sorry. No, <laughs> no what I, all I was going to say is that I think, you know, it, it seems so obvious why it works, because when she talked, she was already somebody who was part of a business community, particularly, you know, with women's groups, women in business. So she knew a lot of her potential clients. I know she gets them, you know, worldwide, but, you know, typically she would have clients come to her that I guess were you know, like I was saying, this issue with friendship, people that she knew, you know, mm. and she had to get along well with them. So, you know, this is a, I think it's a perfect sell for the, that type of person because you just, you, you get them to confine what they want to do. If you just say, yeah, I'll do your website for you and you don't have a clear deadline or something, something somebody can understand the concept, it will drag on, won't it? There's, there's, the, there's so much possibility in that model of this one day web build of, creating loads of process isn't there you can imagine i think she's you know this idea of chantal's is still fairly new for her it's not like she's been doing it for dozens of years or anything mm. you can imagine the processes of um in the future maybe she she has i don't know she has certain timelines where people have got to submit their content and you know she might have a silo based upon wordpress where the content gets delivered and so on and so forth and the client has little deadlines that they've got to meet and so on i think it's lovely i think it's a really great idea um i don't know if i could do it i think the the the, the whole one dayness of it would would worry me because i'd be i'd be worried about how many people I've got to go through in a year, if you know what I mean, to, to make that profitable. Mm. Presumably you've got to have two or 300 clients every year. Well, maybe not as many as that. Um, mm. Let's say 100. Um, and for me, finding those 100 would be tremendously difficult. I, I, I haven't got that kind of outreach or, um, you know, I'm just not that well known. So yeah, that would be yeah. that would be something that I'd I'd worry about. But good luck. I hope it works for her. It seems to be doing at the minute, from what you're saying. Yeah, I mean she, I mean she freely admits that she got the idea as well mm. from uh, Grant Ambrose, who's beyond Beard guy known to our community and he joined in on our conversation a bit didn't he because yeah. he's very keen to go towards this productized service. He he runs a, a one day web 
thing as well. And I've seen much more talk about this productizing your services as a way forward as a web developer. I think from the, the and comment, this is an example. Yeah, the, the comment that Grant made um, in the in the conversation was that I think he was I think he just got a bit. Um, well, I may be reading this wrong, but he was sort of drawing attention to the fact that he, he was maybe getting a bit tired by people worrying about the color of buttons and things like that. And mm-hmm. with this with this capability of doing things quickly, that that stuff was of no significance. He could just get on with it, get it out the door, and it's done and it's quick. Which is which is just lovely. I, I would love that feeling of, okay, here we are, nine o'clock in the morning. By five o'clock, I'll have finished this and it'll be done. That's just so nice. Yeah. Who else yeah. is in this space then? You've got Grant, you've got Grant Ambrose, you've got Chantal Edward Betsy, and who else is is Clark? Is this what Clark does? Does he do a one day thing, Clark Marshall? Yeah. Well, it is slightly different because he's his um, DIY more like weebly or squarespace or something like that so we got a few people in a community doing that but yeah it does seem to me that's where a lot of us are thinking about how we can more or less productize our services um sort of (laughs) i i think it's a good thing this um productizing because i think one of the difficulties we all have with clients and and you see this on websites like clients from hell is that this communication issue if we can communicate a price for something we do it makes it so much easier from the beginning for a client to understand it yeah i must admit i am very very drawn to the idea of using wordpress and specifically beaver builder to offer a fixed fee monthly service with everything bundled in with all my hosting probably not emails but with things like backups hosting um, you know, perhaps an hour of support a, a month or something like that for a fixed fee, and then building a website which displays all of that information. You know exactly what you're getting. You pay your monthly fee, and and it just works. That that that's so appealing, because I think we're all as web developers one of the biggest problems, apart from the rock stars, you know, the ones that are very successful and seem to manage to have clients coming out of their ears. The, the big struggle for me is always new clients. And so mm-hmm. if I can have a bunch of people on, um, on well, a, a web, in effect, it's like a recurring web service, that would, be, that would be perfect for me. I haven't yet built it. I got very close at one point. I think I mentioned it to you at some point in the past. I got very close and I ended mm-hmm. up using multi-site and then in the end got scared off that because I just feared that if everything was on one database... If, if all of the sites were using the same database and um, and I host everything myself, and if, if, if that all went wrong, then I'd have, well, let's say I had two dozen sites running on it, I'd have 24 people mm. getting angry. So maybe I need to look at that again, but instead think about a, a way of cloning the site quickly, getting it on a, a separate hosting account and, and whatnot. That would just be lovely. Do, do you do, do you have plans for anything like that? Yeah. I, do you know what? I, I'll... I'll not go into my plans because we'll be here for a long time i I think we should share this on maybe something else but speaking of rock stars we've got to mention a post that was on the beaver builder group about a year ago uh and it had dustin overbeck and just no sorry jason westbrook and these were two guys who uh, have got quite big businesses doing really well but Dustin, he started off a post which was asking people whether they used what he called the Gillette model for their business. Oh, that's right, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it was really about the fact that you can sell the razor blades really cheap, but people keep coming back for the, the actual razors for them. And it's this kind of model the same. So his whole pricing and same with Jason is that they, they, they make the websites reasonably cheap to build, but it's, they have to come in on a monthly basis for their hosting and support for life. You know, it's with them, the website. So, uh, and I think it's a it's a fantastic model, and and there was a you know over 180 I think um, comments on that, and it went on to be its own <laughs> Facebook group itself. You do know. they do they? I don't know if you know the answer to this, but do they reveal to the uh, customers that they're actually using WordPress? Um, I think. I, th- I don't think they hide it. Uh, I think they did do a little bit of white labeling, or rather, they put their own labeling over the top of it. But I don't think that their clients. I mean, they both got niches. I think mm. Jason was doing a lot of church sites, and then he had another niche. And I th- and Dustin's was the most interesting because he was he was doing um, I don't know what the American equivalent is, but it was it was sort of town planners um, like we would have councils. You know, oh, okay. they were, and it, it was so he had you know he had a real niche group so he was solving a problem that people had you know to, who to go to for this for websites and once he got a few on board he could just build up and you know have the whole of america i guess <laughs> yeah. north america yeah there's a, lot, there's a lot of people that need exactly that isn't there that's that's yeah again a really interesting idea so the idea is you make it cheap to begin with you 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 have the whole show on your product so you host you do all the updates you do all the backups that they they look to you for everything um mm-hmm. and presumably they're not hunting around for other plugins it's just a you know you, you get what you're given if you know what i mean mm. and that could Absolutely. be that could be very very profitable again why am i not doing this i do not know um but good luck to both of them that's great we must mention all of these people in our facebook um feed actually you know tag them as it were and then there's yeah, another yeah. one we've got written down here. We've got Lyle Chamney. Um, he mentioned something uh, in the Facebook group. And for the life of me, I can't remember what it was that he said. I wonder if you've got that at the top of your mind. <laughs> well, largely, I mean, he was just saying how he'd moved to training oh, rather than uh, dealing with clients. Yeah, uh, he was. I mean, he does YouTube videos uh, really quite good ones on beaver builder and other things and there's another guy similar who does training robert munro from beaver rocket but yeah yeah from from what i understand he's um moved from doing client work thinking actually it's much easier just to train them so you know wants to get them up on a on a website but so he'll help them to get um their own wordpress install up and then he comes in and i guess charges by the hour for his time to teach them what they need to, to learn. So his entire and, business uh, is based upon WordPress, but he never actually uses WordPress with the clients. He's just creating content so that they can learn how to use WordPress. That's fascinating as well, isn't it? That's brilliant. There's a whole load mm, of people I who do so. sort of like a developer version of that, isn't there? There's all sorts of video courses that you can sign up for in order to learn how to, um, I don't know, use JavaScript with WordPress or um how to become um a developer of plugins and things like that but he's taken the angle of the end user learning how to use wordpress create posts insert images all of that kind of stuff that's that's good i like that 
Yeah, it's just, well, he's just, you know, I think he's it's side by side. I don't know if he does Skype or something. So he's actually, you know, people are paying for his time to for him to teach them how to do stuff on their on their website that they've set up themselves. Yeah, there's a similar a similar idea, although it doesn't require the the creator of this plugin's time in that once they've created it, they just put it on the website. But there's a there's a website called Video User Manuals. Sorry, a plugin. It's got a yearly fee and and you can then deploy those videos onto your um, your clients' websites. That's slightly different in that you don't have to do any hand-holding. You just hope that there's enough content in those. I think there's there's dozens and dozens of videos, including actually Beaver Builder ones that Colin Cartwright did. Um, mm. And But there's there's no ongoing revenue for you in that. That's just you being helpful. But I do I do like Lyle's idea of, of creating content and then sort of like hand-holding them, getting in touch with them on Skype and talking them through it. Again, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought there'd yeah. be a business in that? But obviously there is. That's great. I know. I mean, the only thing is one big contrast I see between something that Lyle's doing and Chantel and, and me at the moment, probably you too, is that we are freelancers, if you like. So we kind of sell our time mostly, where I think yeah. somebody like uh, Dustin Overbeck, why their post was quite popular, because he was really going on about the idea, the difference between working for yourself and running a business. And mm. I really, I, it resonated with me because I'd just sort of recently read a book which is called The E-Myth Revisited, a really popular book, which really is it's the entrepreneurial myth he's talking about. The idea that people who go off and work for themselves think of themselves as entrepreneurs when they're not really because really they're working for themselves. They're getting paid by the hour. They've not set up a business that could run without them. Mm. It's um, it's kind of like the the holy grail, isn't it? Having mm. having a business which sort of runs in your absence and still generates revenue for you whilst you're asleep. I I I I would dearly love to move into these things for for them for them in the short term. I can't see how I'm going to do that, um, but it's very attractive. Um, I would mm. love to move into all of that rather than have the constant churn of one client in finish next client lining up get them on board finish and so on and so forth and do that ad, ad infinitum that to me is is getting a little bit tired that model is getting a little bit boring and maybe maybe in the months to come i will explore that a little bit further maybe there's maybe there's somebody in the facebook group that would uh, you know would also like to do that kind of thing maybe people could get together around this idea and build something um you know with with two or more people david i think we might have managed to nail about 30 minutes. <laughs> Do you think? I think so. What the uh, what these lot don't realize is that we've we've staggered our way through this because at various points, hopefully seamlessly, the audio has <laughs> cut out either from David or from me. We are hopeless with the technology. Um and so hopefully you didn't notice the sudden clunk. Uh hopefully I've managed to edit <laughs> that out. But again, if you manage to get to the end of this podcast, uh, there was a little phrase that we used last week, and I quite like that idea. Yeah. So this <laughs> yes. week it's going to be, I don't know, let's go for run, chickens, run. If you, <laughs> put, if you put the words run, chickens, run into the post and don't explain why you're doing it, you will get nothing. There will be nothing that I'm going to give you. I have nothing to give you except my eternal gratitude for listening right to the end. So remember, you heard it here, run, chickens, run. The other thing is, <laughs> if you're going to post about this, 
um, and you want to contribute, we have got a, a semblance of a website going now. It's wpbuilds.com. We should probably have mentioned that at the top. Um, and there is a commenting system on there. It's just WordPress comments. I don't know if we're going to stick with that, but um, please put your comments on there instead of on SoundCloud because I don't think either David or I are probably going to visit SoundCloud very often. It's just where this is hosted. Um, but yeah, David, I, I think unless you've got something else to say, I'll, I'll let you sign us all off. All oh, right. Well, actually, I'm disappointed that you went for chicken and not turkey. This is uh, Thanksgiving time, isn't it? Oh, shall we change it then at this last moment? <laughs> wrong turkey. Yeah, go on. No. Let's do that. That's even yeah. funnier. So if you've got right to the end, you'll know it should be Ron Turkey Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it makes us family, doesn't it? If we're spending time on Thanksgiving, I know we're Brits, so we don't do this, but we're now family. I have no idea what Thanksgiving is. I know they eat and I know it's a big thing, but I, I honestly don't know what it means. Sorry, North America. <laughs> let's give thanks for things. Yeah, that, let's do that. Right. Um, I'm Nathan Wrigley, and uh, and I'm with David Wormsley. This is the WP Builds podcast, episode number two. Signing off. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.